Welcome to Moving On. Here you will get expert information, tips, and most importantly, the tools to moving on to a healthy, happy, and thriving life that you want to be living. Letting go of whatever is holding you back, whether you are in an unhealthy relationship or learning how to be in a healthy one, or maybe you are in a job that you've been dying to move on from, Learn to let go of what's holding you back and become the thriving, healthy, and happy person that is inside you. Welcome to Moving On. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Moving On, where I talk to experts who have gone through some sort of major transformation, either personally or professionally, or both, and are here to share their story and give you tips and tricks on how to do this in your own life. So today I have with me Jessica Zweig. Hey, Jessica. Hey there, it's Tracy. So good to be with you. Good to be with you too. And did I say your last name right, by the way? Pretty close. It's Zweig, but you you did better than most. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I always do because I should have actually asked you earlier. But anyways, so let me tell you guys a little bit about Jessica. And let me get to the right page for that. Okay, here we go. So Jessica is an award-winning entrepreneur and one of the nation's most preeminent personal branding experts. As the founder and CEO of Simply Be Agency, Zwig, I'm going to say it wrong again. <laughs> you say Jessica. Jessica's visionary work in defining and enhancing personal brands has gained her many notable accolades, including being named one of Crane's Chicago's 2020 most notable entrepreneurs, one of Inc.'s top digital marketers to watch in 2017 a personal branding expert by forbes and one of the chicago tribune's top 10 entrepreneurs to follow jessica is always the host is also i'm sorry also the host of the simply be podcast one of the top 20 marketing podcasts on itunes guests of the show include nyt best-selling author candace bushnell global peace ambassador prem Rawat. I'm going to mess up everybody's names today, whatever. Anyways, um, and designer Rebecca Minkoff, to name a few. Jessica's highly anticipated debut book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself, will be released in February 2021 with Sounds True Publishing, which is awesome. And everybody listening, we share the same book agent. Yay! Yes, we do. <laughs> small world. Very small world. So anyways, Jessica, you know, going back in time, what would you say are some key factors that brought you to wanting to do what you did or, or even getting on the path to where you went to? Such a great question. And if I can, you know, connect some dots for your, your listeners to the book that I'm releasing, this is really the story of my biggest rock bottom moment from being completely, completely broke and in its and a ton of scarcity and worthlessness and my journey sort of out of that hole and into a life of self-love and empowerment. And so I really, I really love getting asked these questions. And I think they're such important questions for all, all people to, to ask of each other because we in the world of social media and, and the land that we live in, it's so easy to get caught up in a projection and a story of one slice of someone, but there's always more than meets the eye and we are layered and complex human beings. 
And I, you know, been an entrepreneur for a really long time. My first business was a company that I ran for seven years and it, it's the business that in so many words kind of put me in the hole. <laughs> and I ran that for seven years as this very sparkly founder of a women's lifestyle magazine in Chicago. And we had a hundred thousand readers and everyone knew us and everyone knew me. And I was, you know, in my late twenties, early thirties, kind of going out on the town, kind of make fun of myself. Like it was a kind of wannabe Carrie Bradshaw in Chicago, like always, always out, always partying, always at the parties, always throwing the parties and running this really cool hit magazine that from the outside looked really fun and successful. But on the inside, it was kind of a mess. And we had a really cyclical business model. We could barely pay our employees most times, our, let alone ourselves. We had a partner, we didn't get along. I was always getting sick. I was suffering from horrible anxiety and depression. And I ended up at the probably five year, six year mark of that business had a full on emotional breakdown uh, just from living kind of out of ego and out of alignment and pretending to be someone we kind of weren't. And you know, I wasn't cool in high school. I was always like a nerd and no one, no boys didn't like me and the girls were mean to me. And so when I became this successful quote unquote entrepreneur in my late twenties running this hit magazine, it was like retribution for all of the, you know, bullying. And, and all of a sudden I was this cool girl in Chicago and it was just, it was just really out of alignment. It was completely inauthentic. And I had this breakdown from running too hard, too fast. I got super sick. I ended up having to have surgery on my sinuses from chronic sinusitis. And I was healing from that surgery for like a good two months. And I, I couldn't sit still. It was so hard for me to, to just heal and be. And I had an emotional full-on nervous breakdown one day. And uh, I looked down at my tiny little tattoo on my wrist. You can see it because we're on Zoom. And it says, simply be. And it had been there for years. And I just heard my higher voice. I heard a, a higher self speak to me. It was not my voice, but it was. And it came through me. And it, it said to me, you are, you are out of alignment, girl. And you need, to, you need to shift. And you need to change. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the message was, you need to leave this business. It's not serving you. It's no longer, it's not really, truly your your future and ultimate path, it's, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be necessary for you to leave. And so the voice also said that no matter what I do next, because I know I'd always be an entrepreneur and work for myself yeah. to call my next business simply be. And I was like, I don't know what it's going to do. I don't know how I'm going to help people. I don't know like how I'll make money, but I'll just call it simply be okay. And that really was sort of one of the first rock bottoms that I had hit that sort of set me on a path to really unpack, right? All of this unhealthiness that I was in both spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. And I ended up making the very hard, hard decision to leave that business about a year later. It wasn't an overnight thing. I had to hire a life coach to like hold my hand and like did a ton of inner self-development work, went started to meditate, like really kind of cleared away the crap so that I could make that decision. You know, it was, it was a business I had ran forever, it felt like, and it was my entire identity. So to walk away from it was extremely, extremely hard, but I knew it was right. And sometimes the hardest things are the right things, right? Absolutely. I right. Agree. 
Yeah. And so then I found myself walking away from this business that was financially a mess. I had no money. I had to pay my phone bill and I couldn't afford $200 to pay AT&T. And I was 33 years old at this time. And I remember driving home to my parents' house. Well, I lived in the city, so my home was my home, but I remember driving to my parents' house, 45 minutes north in the suburbs at 33 years old to ask them to help me pay my phone bill. And that is actually where my book begins, that story of driving up north, asking my parents for money at 33 years old while I was simultaneously running this very popular online magazine and everyone knew me as this sparkly successful entrepreneur. And that was really sort of the second wave of my reckoning of how out of alignment I was. And there was so much shame, right? And guilt and self-loathing that come when you have no money and you know, you're at that stage in your life where you think you should, you should, and everyone else your age around you is, is thriving. At least that's how it felt. And that really set me on the course to just get really right with myself. And what I mean by that, Tracy, is I think what's so critical on the path to self-development, self-actualization, self, you know, forgiveness, et cetera, forgiving of other people, whatever, is accountability and responsibility, like radical accountability for the part you played in the mess of your life. Yes. <laughs> and that was the work. And I have been on that journey, you know, ever since. And I say often that your business, because I talk a lot about business, you know, I have a very successful company at this stage in my life and I talk a lot and I teach branding and marketing and all the things. Your business will only grow to the extent of which you grow as a human. And so the investments I've made in coaches and therapists and healers and books and masterminds, retreats, like trainings, those, those things I have poured my energy and resources into, which is the ROI quote unquote on that kind of work has, has been tremendous. I mean, I'm, life isn't perfect, trust me, but I'm far more empowered and confident and joyful and abundant than I've ever been in my life at 39 years old. And it, you know, it took me up until a couple years ago, you know, and that's, that's what my whole book is really here to teach people is, is how to empower yourself, how to know. My book is called Be a No BS Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. And that understanding that you are enough, that you have value by the inherent fact that you were born mm -hmm. that that is what I really want people to take away so um, that's been my journey highlight reel in a very quick amount of time but that's that's been my journey well and that's quite a journey and uh, and my question to you is so going back a little bit how did this also impact your relationships because a lot of people who are listening are you know in a relationship that might be dysfunctional or mm -hmm. they've been single forever so how did that also impact that area of your life so i'm married um i have a husband who's amazing we've been together for nine years married for almost six 
And, you know, him and I have been on a real journey too, because he's gone through a lot of career changes and money has always been like a, a tr layered and triggered tr trigger for him. Uh, he does really well, but he, he used to do really well and then his career shifted. And, you know, I, it's so funny because when I met him, I was struggling running this magazine and he was doing really well. And then when we got married, his career kind of stopped and my business started taking off. So we've always been on this like seesaw and this teetering and the aspect of money, especially in a relationship, it changes when you get married. In fact, when we were dating, it was completely different. Getting married, merging money. No one really talks about how like loaded that can be and how much like nuances there is and the energetics of money and sharing resources and how do you manage money and what accounts and it was just new to me and so we really really struggled um, when it came to our first few years of marriage and I think that someone they can't your audience can't see me but someone once said to me I'm sort of holding my hands like at the same level right and you're like my right hand is me and my left hand is my partner, right? This can be you. And you're at the same level. And ideally life is going to evolve you and you're going to grow and you're going to grow up and you're going to grow, you know, ideally like you grow together, you rise together at that same level. What, what happens when there's this, what's dysfunctional, I think at the end of the day is when one person goes up and the other person stays the same. Mm -hmm. And someone really wise told me once that's, that's not okay. But what is okay is if you don't rise together equally, but you rise like this and you kind of, you know, you, you teeter totter, but you're, you're different levels of your own personal growth, but at least you're growing forward. And Brian, my husband has been on his own journey. I have been on my own journey, but neither one of us has stayed stagnant. And that has been key, right? Like he does his work. I do my work so that our work together can thrive. And, you know, when I was broke living with him, he, I was dating my boyfriend. I mean, the reason I went to my parents to ask them for $200 to pay my phone bill was because I had already borrowed $7,000 from him and he was like, no more. I mean, our relationship was depending on me paying him back. And, and so like, that's how broke I was. So the, um, the journey that we've been in since that time when he was sort of taking care of me to now, I, yeah, I'm the breadwinner in our family, but I don't even feel right saying that because we, it's, it's like, it's, we're a team and that, that has, Tracy, that has been an evolution that has taken us six years, truly. Mm -hmm. That shift actually happened for both of us in 2020 and we've been together since 2012. So point is, it's a journey. It's such a journey. And you got to stay the course if you want to make it work. It's the marathon. No relationship is perfect. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, to be frank. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm married for the second time. And I would say that what you're talking about is so true because to make a healthy relationship, it really is about each individual's growth. Even if it's like you're here, they're there, but it's kind of always changing and growing. And I also do believe that when you're in that place, it's not so much about the money because the money is just a symbol. It's more about your relationship with the money or your relationship with yourself when it comes to how you feel about it. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's just energy, right? It's that money is energy and it's the exchange of energy. And I believe that, you know, when you ask our, our bank account, if you will, and I don't want to make too much of a broad statement here, but our feeling of abundance, I should say, is our, is a reflection of how we just simply feel about ourselves. And I remember I worked with a sales coach and she was like, how much money are you charging for your services? And I was like, $2,000 a month. She's like, what do you want to charge for your services? I was like $7,500 a month. When I said that, I like almost threw up in my mouth. I was like, that's so big. And I could never charge anyone that. She goes, take that number, write it on a sticky note, put it on your computer and look at it every day. And so a few weeks later, I was pitching a client and I had a feeling he had a, a budget and I pitched him that number and he said, okay, great, didn't blink. And that in an instant became my new market value. And that was like one of the biggest aha moments. Like I, my value is what I say it is. And I was playing so small, feeling like I had to beg for scraps and prove myself and work overtime to, to earn the dollar. And as soon as I switched out of that narrative, which was, a, which was less about money and more about me and my own personal growth and self-love and acceptance and understanding of my own value as a person on the planet, mm -hmm. that, that, that's when like my business started to really grow. You know, when I was able to sort of look at money like a reflection of my own self-worth. And the more I found worthiness in who I was, not what I did, not what I look like, not what my Instagram says, but who I am, that, that changed everything. Yeah. It's funny how that works. And most people don't realize it's not saying a hundred affirmations a day. No. You know? Certainly not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's about what's on the inside and people don't, I think, realize that most of their life is a reflection of what's happening on the inside. There's that a quote by Anais Nin. I love it. It's uh, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Yep. And when you see yourself as this beautiful, magnificent unicorn that you are, that's how you're going to see the world. That's how you're going to see other people too. I agree with that. So, <clears throat> so you're having your business and you've had your business for what is it? Six years, seven years. It's going on about six years. Yeah. Okay. And so what was it that made you decide, well, I think I'm going to write a book too. <laughs> I just had this conversation this morning. I, you know, but I, I have a dear friend, her name is Rhea Fry. She runs a company called the right way. And I'll, I'll shout her name from the rooftops for the rest of my life. She's one of my best friends. She's an author and an author coach. And she just looked at me one day and was like, Jessica, you need to write a book. And I had always wanted to write a book. Like I dreamed about it when I was a little girl. It's unlike my things I want to do before I die list. Right. And, she, you know, my, I had a friend who kind of kicked me in the pants and was like, you have something to say, you, you should share your material with more people. And so it was really such a beautiful gift to have another person reflect back to me what I couldn't see in myself and offer up an opportunity for me to expand that I wouldn't have chosen for myself. And, and so I started the journey with her. She actually really helped me write the proposal and kind of gave me a lot of direction and insight into the publishing world. 
And I, but I, you know, I wrote my own proposal. It took me a year and a half to finish it. And I, you know, thought it was pretty good. And then I, I pitched it to agents and I got Marilyn within one week. And then about two months later, I had four book publishers make me an offer. Now I had 40, 42 people, 42 publishers say no. Um, I want to make that point to your audience. You only need one yes. You're going to get dozens and dozens of no's. And, and so I, I, I had four and, um, you know, it, it's really just been a very expanding experience. I've made the choice, you know, you hear so much about the publishing world and what it's like to write a book, Tracy, mm-hmm. and everyone has their own opinions and their own experiences. And I really have made the conscious choice to tune that out and just have my own experience and choose for it to be an adventure, like whatever that is, it's an adventure. And so that was really the impetus and, and I'm really excited for people to read it. That's exciting. And I think that's such a great way of looking at it. I mean, <clears throat> I think we should always look at things as an adventure because we don't know, and you can have a new experience and your own experience. So I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, my new word, my word, one of my words, I have a few words for uh, 2021, but it's, it's flow. Um, I am a type A personality control freak. I can totally own that. <laughs> like it's my, it's my Achilles heels control. And so I'm really, really trying to practice flow and surrender and just trusting and being present. And we have, we have no control over anything. And so if you look at life, if you look at a project, if you look at a relationship as one big adventure, you know, it's, it's a completely different experience and that's right. practice. I think so. And so what are some takeaways for people, you know, when it comes to the movements you've made, right? You've gone through these transformational periods, you know, you're talking about being yourself, being authentically you. We spout that a lot. I talk about that a lot myself too. Um, And sometimes people are like, but I don't know how to be myself. I, I don't even know where to start. Sure. I can meditate or I can do yoga or, you know, like that's where people usually head to. Um, but what are some things that you can share? You know, I can't, I cannot stress enough the power of reflection. So it's really hard to brand yourself, be yourself, know yourself in a vacuum, right? Like yoga and meditation are great, but they're, they're tools. They're not really the the digging of the deep work. And, and so to, how do you dig, how do you dig deep? I, I recommend it's actually in my book. I have a really powerful exercise that starts the reader off, which is this exercise where you identify three to five people in your life who you love the most, who trust the most, who know you the best. Ideally, they're a, a mix of professional friends and personal con- personal relationships. I usually say like a partner, a mentor, a client, a friend, and ask them all the same exact single question, which is what is my unique intrinsic value? And that's meant to be somewhat of an esoteric question. And the beauty of this exercise, I've seen people's lives change because of this exercise. People break down crying because the words that their loved ones say about them are things they've never said to themselves. Mm -hmm. They're things they've never heard or thought of about themselves. And what's really cool is if you get like a, I call it data collection, like it's it's research. This three to five number, the sweet spot, 
you'll ideally see consistency, an overlap of what, what makes you you. What is that unique thing that you do in the way you do it that no one else can? Well, these people will reflect it back to you in words. And that then becomes, you know, I, I call it the foundation of your personal brand story, but say you're not even interested in per building a personal brand, that, that exercise is still going to help you tremendously see yourself, know yourself, to be yourself. And that's just one practice. And, and then if you really want to go layer deeper, I hire a coach, hire a therapist, hire a healer, hire a professional to help you do the work, tell you the truth, you know, hold you accountable, love you, you know, have compassion, accept you, you know, and sometimes you need someone else besides like your mom to do that. Like it's, it's, it's worth the money. Like it, it changed my life. It still does. And I know that it works for so many people. And I think um, that kind of, that kind of work to do just any sort of personal growth experience will help you be yourself so much more authentically. Yeah. I happen to agree. I mean, I do coaching. Um, that is my business, but most people, including myself, it took me years to figure out, you know what, I need somebody else to be able to help see things inside of me that I can't see, or I, I won't see because I'm always looking at the same things. And I yeah. think that's what we do, right? It's just, we stick with the same things over and over and we never really move out of that unless somebody can help us to move out of it. I say that life life is it's, it's hard to human like humaning is is hard like life on planet earth is an arduous experience and you know people who are listening maybe they work at a company or they run a company you know you have a staff right you work with a team you need a team and a staff for your life like yeah. you need like support like an emotional support staff and that doesn't make you weak that makes you strong when you when you take the time to invest and work on yourself that way it's it pays itself back in your your life and dividends i agree and so before we go um is there anything that you want to share um as far as tips and then tell us about your book and where we can find it and when it will be out and all that good stuff well, all my tips are actually in my book. <laughs> so, you know, I, I wrote this book as a, a permission slip to people to really stop playing small, to be who they were born to be and giving them the roadmap to, to do it. And much of my, so I've created a trademarked proprietary method. I have a methodology of how you brand yourself. How do you find your message? And by the way, branding yourself means just knowing what makes you, you and living your life in service of that. It doesn't mean blowing yourself up on social media. If that's what you want to do, you can, but it's really so much more than that. There's so much, it's, it's a superpower to know your brand. Right. And so I've created this method that allows people to identify their story clearly, create content that cuts through building a strategy, getting seen in the media through PR, if that's what floats your boat and how to really master social today, tomorrow and beyond. And it's, it's this methodology that I've trademarked that I charge a pretty penny for in my company. And I've, I'm giving it away in my book. It is one of the most detailed, thorough, I hold nothing back. A lot of business people and marketers will write these books. I've seen them and they just give you a little bit hold yeah. the rest of it behind the veil so that you can hire them. And I didn't do that. 
my, my father, my attorney, my friends, my company, they're like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, I, I believe in the power of generosity. And I think that so many people get lost when it comes to this world of how do I tell my story? How do I put myself out there? How do I maximize the internet? Like this shouldn't be a secret. Mm -hmm. And I, and so I want, I want people to read it and walk away being empowered, like from how they show up to who they are and what to do with it. And so I, I hope that, you know, your audience loves it and gets all my tips and then some, as well as my own personal story and my own journey. I really take the reader along the way with me as I've learned how to do this for myself. And um, yeah, I just hope it, it, it changes people's lives. That's awesome. And so when, and when is it coming out and where is it going to be? It is coming out February 16th, Tuesday, 2021, February 16th. And you can buy it wherever books are sold. You can buy it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, your local bookshop, Target. I would highly recommend you support a local bookstore. Uh, they really, really need our help right now. And I just believe they are one of the most beautiful art form brick and mortars of America. And we really, really should invest in them. So if you have a local bookstore, definitely buy my book there. I think that would be a win-win-win. Awesome. Well, I really have enjoyed our conversation today and I'm sure my audience has as well. Yay. Good. Me too. It's such a joy. Thank you for having me, Tracy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you've shared so much that people can gain, you know, knowledge in their own lives. So you guys go out and get her book in February. Um, actually, I think this is we obviously taped this ahead of time and I'm very open with my audience. And so it will be out, uh, I think a week before your book. So anyways, you guys, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So anyways, you guys, um, I'm really happy that you've joined us today. If you have questions for Jessica, where do we find you? You can find me at jessicaswag.com. You can find me on Instagram at jessicaswag. I have a podcast too, the Simply Be podcast. And you can learn more about my business, Simply Be Agency at simplybeagency.com. Awesome. Well, this has been lovely. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, you guys, I will see you next time. Have a good one and uh, take care. Bye-bye. For more information about Tracy and her programs and to set up a discovery session, email happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com or go to the website for more information. And thank you for tuning in to Moving On 